Here, here, get the fuck back here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back oh, to oh. the Switch It Up <laughs> podcast, episode 40. Hey, I am one of your two hosts, Colby Moyer. He is Tyler Samsel. We are recording this on a Tuesday. It will be out later this week, so two episodes in one week. Uh, you're welcome. Well, I mean, I suppose we should be the ones apologizing because... We already did. We already did. Now, uh, now, uh, they, all right. now oh, they have okay, to love okay. us again. <laughs> now they have, they have no choice. They have no That's choice. It. We last recorded Sunday. It is now Tuesday, so yes. probably not much has changed of how you're doing, but how are you doing? We both hit off work today. That's a, that's a rarity. Yeah, we both uh, had the day off, but we're going to be right back in it tomorrow. Today was pretty uneventful. I did pretty much absolutely nothing. I played some more Apex, got my, my daily challenges done, uh, and now I am currently playing... Some Pokemon, uh, Heart Gold version to be specific, because I have been stuck on Red in this specific file of the game for a really long time because I'm very underleveled and one of my uh, fellow Pokemon Club members in our Discord actually has a small YouTube channel, so uh, he's been running through Pokemon Black and White and it's been making me really nostalgic. So I dusted off the 2DS and started playing again. You know. You are really making me want to play some white too. Yeah, dude. I yesterday I think, was when I I think it's worth it. In. I think I think I think I'm gonna pop that puppy back in because I already talked about a couple, you know, about like a month ago. I beat platinum again, and mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna pop back in white too. I gotta check out my team first. I think my team's like stacked in that file, but I don't oh. care. I, I don't I don't mind restarting. It's worth it's it. It's funny. It's one of my favorite teams. My white my current white two version, but I, it only has one you know for Pokemon on it. Is it your and starter? That's, that's Embor. <laughs> For the rest, it's all, like, I got Ampharos, Azumarill, Gliscor, Tyranitar, and the Shiny Dragonite. Ooh. Oh, yeah, from the White from Tree the Hollow White, Black White City. Tree Hollow, yeah. It's actually, on both of my current Pokemon games, I'm still, like, sort of actively playing, I have a Shiny, which is nice. That is nice. Since I have that Shiny right here that you helped me get all those years ago. I did. I did, yes. But anyway, that's uh, that's what's going on in, in our personal. Uh, well, I guess I didn't ask you how you were doing. How rude of me. Oh uh, well, um, well, I'm doing good. You know, I finally got, like I said, I got off work, so I slept in. I was very tired the last couple of days because those shifts are just long, and I guess the range is more like manual labor, so it does tire you out quicker, in my opinion. Yeah. And it does bag them. So yeah, so I slept in today, got my workout in. Uh, but my birthday's in like two weeks, and since everything takes longer to ship, I've been looking at stuff more for my birthday. And I have one, all I have is a new pair of sneakers. What I had in mind was I'm like, you know, like I'm gonna really just give into this whole like video game side, and I'm gonna like get like a like a nice like, Nintendo Funko Pop. They don't even make Nintendo Funko Pops. I just learned they make Pokemon ones. I know, but it's not the same. Like I, oh, I, I, I really, I really wanted a Breath of the Wild like Funko Pop, like a Link or a Zelda, but. They cost like seventy dollars each, and it's just not worth it. So they like, make people a, like people like hand make them. Uh, they make a a Sonic one. My brother has that. So yeah, Sega's jumping but, on the train, but Nintendo's keeping their hands out of the market, I suppose. Yeah, it's a big bummer, but I don't know what I want. Um, so that's what I'll be doing after we get done here. But we have a very 
exciting episode today. We're going to talk about hot gaming takes. We're going to talk about best games. We're going to have music in this bitch. We're going to be pumping out. Just but, best games. Not a specific yes. aspect. Just best games. Yes. So, but first, it's actually best game soundtracks. So. Yes. But first, we got some news yesterday. I was at work. Worked a nine worked a nine hour shift yesterday, so I had some time to kill. <laughs> and we learned that. So Tyler and I have been talking about a possible August or September direct. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, uh, that's so not gonna fly. Jeff Grubb, the same guy who reported there wouldn't be Nintendo Direct in June, is further stating his case, saying that there's just not going to be a Nintendo Direct anytime soon. Makes sense. It's just very unfortunate to hear relative confirmation i suppose he did he did say however in terms of first party he says nintendo will continue to surprise fans as it did with the reveal paper mario the origami king now what i've been gathering from why there isn't going to be any directs is because if you if you have watched a direct like in its entirety and like really understand what's going on it takes a lot like as far as like production and like animation, like to make it look good, and they do mm-hmm. look very good. Like you can give Nintendo a lot of shit for a lot of things, but their directs are pretty on point and they look yeah. very well delivered. So I would just imagine like working from home, it's harder to produce that kind of like quality, and you don't want to short your fans in any way. But I don't think people are gonna mind the Paper Mario like Paper Mario esque announcements. It would be a big bummer if that's how we found out about the Mario remasters or like a Breath of the Wild two. Well, like I mean, I don't smaller. know. Seeing a seeing a uh, the trailer for Paper Mario just pop up randomly in my YouTube feed, like it caught me off guard and it got me pretty pretty excited. Yeah, but I mean, I get that, but it, that's fine for like a Pikmin three. Like if a Pikmin three just popped up on my timeline, I'd be like, oh wow, that's pretty neat. Let's go check this out. But if I if if I got like a Breath of the Wild two just trailer out of nowhere, I'd be like, oh, I mean, of course I'll be. You're excited. telling me you wouldn't be ecstatic. I would be ecstatic. But I'm like, damn, like I wish this was delivered like how the first trailer was like E3, like the build up, the build up, the build up, and it's just like we have one more thing to show, and you're just like, oh my god, what's it gonna be? And then just bam, yeah, it's there. But that's true. It's a lot less. You uh, you, you miss you miss the. You miss the rush, is all I'm saying, and yeah, it's a big yeah. bummer. That's the case, but I do get it, and yeah, we we can still have hope for a holiday direct, something like that. That'll reveal those games. Yeah, that's true, and that could be like a direct where like, hey, these games are coming out in literally a few days. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sick. That'd be very sick. I mean, all of that. I guess that's something they could do. I'm not sure if they do that, but that would be a really big like release of all the tension that we've all of us fans have been building up in trying to predict when these things are going to happen so yeah. to get it to get it revealed and to hear that it's going to be available like very soon after kind of like a smash character drop mm-hmm. like a banjo where it's like oh guess what's available today yeah that, that's other that's, def- that's definitely how they're going to do the arms character now for sure yeah i mean the, it's nintendo i can't if anything, this whole process has shown that we cannot predict Nintendo. No, character. not at all. But I, I would like imagine it's just like a, this is the character. Here's like a 10 minute video, and he's either out now or he'll be out. Like, like typically when they show show the character and what it's all about, it drops that day. I know that's what they did for Banjo, Terry, uh, Joker, all that. And for Violet, it was, it was like two weeks after. I think it was like two weeks. I don't. After. I think I don't think Joker was out. <laughs> Right away. Like, Joker was revealed at the Game Awards. Oh, he was it, revealed. It was okay, months. yeah. That's that's right. He was asked to the Game Awards. That was my bad. But I know they had, they dropped Terry. Oh, well, right I guess. 
they drop. I guess not the announcement. Like it's when it's when Sakurai does the gameplay like breakdowns. Yeah. That's yeah, when they, they that's release. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because they can they can get revealed before. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, because because I would imagine that like the arms character now with all this going on, they would just like drop a quick gameplay trailer on it and then be like, okay, well, go spend six bucks now. He's available. Go. go buy him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. So that's very, that with Nintendo Direct. Very unfortunate to hear, but obviously very uh, understandable. Very unfortunate to hear, and I was gonna, and I we were gonna talk about can Nintendo fix like how can they fix their online system, but Tara didn't want to talk about that, so we're not gonna talk about it. Um, I don't know. I just think it kind of goes without saying, and also it's self-explanatory I, for sure. I I wouldn't know what to suggest to fix it because I neither of us are server savvy or anything like that just make them better okay i fixed it all right so we'll get do more the, dedicated we'll, bites of ram in there nintendo yes well, <laughs> one more thing about one more thing then we'll jump into hot takes or soundtracks i'm assuming we'll do hot takes first okay um you wanted to do something on mobile games oh yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it was just a it was a small thought but i figured i'd talk about please uh, talk about it so i mean mobile games have really been pushed to the forefront in recent years. Uh, it's a it's a big casual uh, market, I believe, for game developers, and it's a it seems like it's you know a, another avenue for like new game developers to maybe have an easier time of getting their product out there. Uh, you know, since those games don't always have to be as intensively developed over long periods of time like console games or pc games or things of those trip that triple a nature i suppose but recently the market has just been in my opinion oversaturated with quick low quality cash grab games that are getting advertised all over youtube and things like that where they just look so horrible but they're being advertised just right in your face all the time and i don't know i i feel like there's still a place for mobile games uh in the market so or like in this whole gaming wider gaming community i suppose so i guess i wanted what the main thing i'm trying to get at is i wanted to kind of talk about some mobile games that i think are actually worth you know playing and experiencing and uh you know, putting your time towards, Go uh, for it. At, at least in my experience, and you can obviously, ch- I don't know what mobile games you play, but uh, I just yeah, have, that's about how many I play. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot. I only, I only have a, a, a few and most of them are made by bigger companies. So they obviously have that yeah. benefit. But my first one is, is the exception to that rule where it is a game called Dragon Veil. Oh my and, god! Yeah, I believe that's a blast. <laughs> I played this one, one for one, baby. I played this one. I yeah, was, that, oh my god, talk that, about it. It was a long time ago. I actually, I don't, I'm not nearly as prepared as Colby when it comes to these talking points. I just kind of spitball. But Dragonvale, I know, has been out for many years now, and he's about to look it up for me because he's a good friend. No problem, buddy. What Dragonvale is is it's essentially kind of uh what 2011 oh god nine years ago i feel like it's i feel like it's peak was like 13 14 
Yeah, it it's definitely I don't think it's as popular as it once was. No, but like when it but was, I remember, like everybody I remember knew when it. I remember when you and I had first had it. It was like all of our friends had it, and we were trying to you know beat each other to get the most rare dragons. Basically, what Dragonvale is is you build you're building this dragon sort of I guess it's like zoo slash park thing. Yeah, these, it's a display. Yeah, it's basically a display game where you're trying to get you know. Con- more and rarer of these dragons by breeding them together or doing special quests or participating in events and yada 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 uh it's a game that uses real-time elements so when you say when you breed two dragons together that's going to take a while depending on which type of dragons you put together and what egg they're making uh when you build a structure it takes time you know it's one of those games where you can buy gems to like pay for you know, speeding up time for those processes, which, you know, some games are very, uh, they're very over-reliant on that mechanic in order to get money out of, uh, out of buyers. I think it's like a genre called like gotcha games where it's very much like monetized money heavy to progress in the game, which, you know, the game at surface to many people probably seems like that. And, it might be from an objective point of view, but at least in my experience, uh, it's just a game that I've been able to play for a very long period of time. Obviously, I've had my breaks, uh, but it's something I can always come back to and, you know, constantly, you know, make some more progress and, you know, see if they added any new dragons because it is still being updated, which is crazy to me. Like these developers yeah, are very that's wild. are very uh, committed because uh, many developers on even AAA games would have absolutely abandoned this game by now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the new dragons are still being added. New events are constantly being added. Uh, the events themselves is kind of a sticking point with me because they're all... It's very hard to differentiate them besides the type of prizes you can get. Like the winter event, like the dragon fair event, it's all just... A new island shows up in your park. You get this new type of like event currency from doing your normal actions, and you trade them in for prizes. And with ve- it's very little in terms of changing it up between the events. But personally, it's just a game that I can put a long-term sort of investment into and slowly building up over time. Uh and I don't feel like it's super necessary to, because of that atmosphere, I don't think it's super necessary to, you know, pay for this stuff. Something something like Clash of Clans or Clash Royale is something where yeah. I feel like if you want to be the top tier or if you want to be, like, invested in that game, the best, like, the best and most obvious way is to pay money to get more cards and stuff. But for this game there's not really a competitive aspect to it you're basically just doing it for the sake of improving you can take you can yourself. take your you can take your you can play it at your own pace so i feel like the gotcha or the the monetizing elements aren't as bad in that sense which is why i believe i've been able to play it for so long uh, i used to have clash of clans and clash royale uh, as, as as we all did as, as i believe we all did there was just a big phase on the internet but uh, i have long since deleted them because i just i don't know i i was never into the competitive aspect in that way i guess but 
Anyway, that's why I think Dragon Veil is worth a shot, even nine years after release. So, you know, if you guys uh, want to check that out, you should definitely uh, go and give it a try. It is free to download, so yeah, uh, you can always try it and check it out. So that was that's one of my three that I think I still have. Uh, the other two are both the Pokemon mobile games that have been released. Now, obviously... Go and this, Masters? Yeah, Go and Masters. Now, obviously, these games are made by a much bigger company, so the quality is bound to be higher. But, you know, I still want to kind of give my reasoning for why I think uh, they are definitely worth buying over these other games that are being advertised uh, all over the place. They're also free to download, so there's the first plus of it. But Go, obviously, I think Go goes without explaining because... We've talked about it on a previous episode before. It, it got so big that they actually tied it into an actual console game. Yeah, Pokemon Go basically started the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee spinoff. And I'm pretty sure it raised Nintendo's stock by just a shit ton when it came out. Absolutely. On yeah. its own, which is crazy. It just got people... It just started a wave of getting people outside and... Uh, you know, just interacting with each other and, you know, finding fellow people who are new to Pokemon or who hadn't played it in a long time or who were avid fans of it. So we live in a small town, and when this came, when when this game was dropped and took off running, literally took off running, the game was an instant success. Yeah. The the streets in like the main area of our town were just flooded with kids looking at their phones, which isn't an ideal picture, but they were all playing Pokemon Go. Everybody was. Yeah, I remember just going out on walks sometimes. And yeah. Just, that was the reason why, and it was fantastic. It was summer of 2016, we will never get that back. It is, I cry about it every single night. That I was swear. the peak of humanity. Peak of humanity. I mean, look, look at it now. This is the exact opposite of where we were. <laughs> now we can't go anywhere. No. But... I, I remember distinctly walking down the street. Like, there were so many apps that would claim to, like, be able to find rare Pokemon for you. They were, like, made by third parties, so I obviously think they were all scams. But there were so many where it was like, oh, Pokey Radar, you could, it would show you where all the rare spawns were and the nests or whatever. I remember we went to the Outer Banks and we actually found, oh like, God. a Bulbasaur nest right outside Literally of our like, beach house. Yeah, like, two blocks down, and we went there, like, three times a day. Just caught, like, four Bulbasaurs each. <laughs> I remember we were on our way back. Uh, a bunch of... Some of our uh, group was in a truck following behind me when I got out because I saw there was a Pikachu nearby. And I, when I came up, I was like, It's over here! <laughs> He's right here, guys. I remember also distinctly walking down Main Street and seeing Team Mystic drawn out in chalk on the sidewalk, I'm like, damn, these are some turf war level shit going on here. Like, like the yeah, this was the green alien versus purple aliens before, <laughs> before those way Japanese. before that was the thing. Way before, yeah. But obviously, Pokemon Go. I, I think Pokemon Go is still worth uh, getting today. I don't play it as often as I used to, obviously, because I can't go out and do anything. But uh, when I could, at, at least in college, it got a lot better because there was a dedicated community around it. So you could go out and go to raids and pretty much constantly, you know, get them. You could, there's all sorts of Pokestops everywhere to get stocked up on resources. Trading and battling are now in the game and also much better than they were when they were first added in. 
and I th- and it's still being supported. Uh, I don't. It came out in 2016, yeah. Like that was that yes. was its release time. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So even four years now after release, it is also still being supported. Uh, I still follow Pokemon Go on like social medias and stuff just to see, uh, you know, what kind of things are being added to the game. Community days are always still a thing where you get just a shit ton of one specific Pokemon. And yeah, Pokemon Go, another good uh, mobile game for all of you in the market. And then finally, I want to talk about Pokemon Masters because I feel like Masters is a very divisive game uh, where it's definitely it definitely did not have the success that Pokemon Go had. But it's still a good game. I really like it. Like I play it pretty much every day, at least a little bit. You know, I am very much uh, a fan of the game. It it's a new take on battling, where you know obviously you have a new battle system, which kind of is similar, similar, similar to <laughs> that's a new word, similar to uh, Clash of Clans or Clash Royale, where you have a or Clash Royale specifically, where you have a bar at the bottom of your screen that fills up over time. And certain Pokemon's moves use certain amounts of that bar. So it's kind of like managing, you know, your move gauge and trying to beat the opponent's Pokemon as quickly as possible. So it's not really, it's not so much turn-based, even though a lot of the times battles can feel like that. But uh, it's more real-time strategizing using buffs, debuffs, your Pokemon's abilities, your trainer's abilities, things like that. Because this game is more focused on the Pokemon trainers themselves, which is what originally drew me to this game, because I felt like the trainers themselves were a lore element of the main series games that weren't explored in detail as much as, you know, you'd like, I guess. It's more about, you know, the gameplay style of Pokemon and the region itself, I feel. Obviously, the characters are memorable in their own way, which is, you know, I feel like that elevates this game even more because you get to see these fan favorite characters come back as well as you know characters that haven't been explored in as in as much depth as those other characters because this game actually does have quite a bit of lore or at least a, a fair bit of character building or at least you know a fair bit in pokemon standards which obviously isn't a low isn't a high bar to cross but you know like there was just a a legendary event where it was Silver, the rival from Pokemon Gold and Silver. I did, yeah, I did see and this. Didn't he have a he had a Ho Ho, didn't he? Yeah, you can you had the chance to get him and Ho Ho, which is my favorite rival and my favorite Pokemon of all time, by the way. So you know what I was on that. Shit. What a quinky dink. What a quinky dink. But yeah, Silver talks about like his struggles after kind of you know getting away from the dark path he was on. He talks about. You know, he alludes to Giovanni being his father. Uh, in the Well, he doesn't allude to it. He basically spells it out for you. But it's cool to see him reflect on that. You know, he's doing this whole event. He's convinced that he's not the one who Ho-Oh was going to choose to be its trainer because it said that Ho-Oh only chooses trainers who are pure of heart. But Ho-Oh ends up uh, choosing him to be his trainer anyway. So, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go with a different type of guy this time. Well, Silver... I th- he is a pure-hearted trainer because after you know the main character Ethan, uh, who was also in the game, uh, 
kind of, I guess he his adventures through Johto, his conversations with Lance and his battles with Ethan kind of changed him for the better. You know, when he sees that, you know, Pokemon, uh, a strength of a trainer is only as good as the strength of its Pokemon or and vice versa. Like a, a trainer who only blames his Pokemon for uh, for their losses is a weak trainer. Uh, that's kind of his ideology, I believe, if I remember correctly, in this mm-hmm. game. And there are tons of things like that, like the player characters from all the games who are normal, who the ones that you play as, they're given personalities and, uh, you know, voice lines. Like these characters are voiced at least yeah. a little bit in this game, which except, is also except Red. Red will never get a personality. Except Red. I mean, Red's personality is the fact that he's just the silent, brooding type. Uh, he does have a line, at least in text box form, in in Pokemon Masters, his first ever truly spoken words in a Pokemon game. Ironically, he says that words are unnecessary. And that's the whole line. And f- fucking Flint is in that interaction, and he's like fucking dumbfounded because he idolizes Red. He's like, "Did you hear that shit? Like, did he just talk?" <laughs> it's so it's fun to see because you can you have like a little hub area like the Pokemon Center, and random. The, uh, I'm doing a bad job of explaining this. In this game, you battle with sync pairs, which is basically the combination of a trainer and their ace Pokemon, or like one of their ace Pokemon from their respective games. So Cynthia would have Garchomp, Red has Charizard, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, some some of the uh, trainer combinations are a little strange, uh, but you know. Because you have, like, the protagonist of Pokemon X and Y, Kalem, uh, and, but he has an Esper and not one of the starters like most of the other player characters in the game do. But, yeah, that's that's your main uh, method of fighting is these sync pairs, and you can bring three into battle with you. So it's basically triple battles uh, yeah. from Unova where it's three on three, uh, and each Pokemon has their own health bar and their own moves. So you have to, you know... and you can uh, team build and kind of find synergies between different sync pairs. I think it it's actually a really fun uh, battle mechanic, and I've been having a real blast playing around with it. They're adding... The game is still constantly being updated. New sync pairs are being added all the time. Uh, we talked about legendary events where you have the chance to get a legendary Pokemon, and these events actually do kind of differ from event to, to event which kind of keeps it fresh, uh, new ways of unlocking the the upgrade materials for the legendaries once you get them, uh, yada, 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 things like that. I'm saying things like that a lot, I just realized. But, uh, yeah, those are the three mobile games I wanted to talk about. Uh, one more that came to mind is a game called Monument Valley, which is really cool. It's a, it's a puzzle-based game, but... It's based on optical illusions. So, you know, say you'd want to be, like, making a path. Uh, it's just a really trippy game. There's a bit of... There's a vague story that goes on behind it, but it's a beautiful game. And every time I go back and play it, even though the levels are the same, I'm always dumbfounded by the visuals. Uh, it's a simple, It's a more simplistic-looking game, but with the optical illusions that involve all the puzzles... And the way that the character that you control moves throughout the level, super cool. That's the other game that I think you guys should check out. So, 
those are some mobile games that I wanted to uh, kind of shed some light on, give give my two cents on, ones that I think are worth the buy, and kind of my standard, I guess, for, for mobile game quality that I would like, you know, that I would spend my time uh, playing. I know I yeah. was kind of bouncing all over the place. I wasn't nearly as prepared uh, for this conversation as I was with the uh, Who Should Voice Ganondorf and Breath of the Wild 2 conversation. <laughs> Uh, yesterday i literally had that entire conversation just planned out in my head it was um, it was really good i didn't expect it so you caught me I, off guard i'm like wow this is this is great i, I was i was working and i was just alone Dude, i'm telling you work there. gives you so much thought it gives you so like, much time to think uh i can't I literally brought i literally brought this i brought this to work yesterday and wrote down like new <laughs> breath we're this is gonna be a future podcast we're we're gonna do an entire like hour however long we want to do it when closer to when we find out more about breath of the wild 2 just theories and thoughts and what we think is gonna happen and i think yeah. we've promised that since fucking no, like we're, before no episodes gonna, got to double digits that's gonna happen that's gonna <laughs> happen so all right. so all right, my long ramble on mobile games so all right, so let's get into some hot takes. Hot um, takes. I believe we should get. We'll pick. How many? How many do you want to do from the listeners? Like three, and then we'll do ours. Uh, all right. I mean, I only have the one here all right, that I'll, I can really, we can really talk on. So. All right, I'll do three. So, we'll start with the fans, and then we'll do ours. So the first one I have here is that the animal, the new, the Animal Crossing New Horizons, overrated and overhyped. Yeah, we talked about this in the old episode 39 uh attempt that went horribly yes. awry uh Very i typically. talked i talked about how i can definitely see where this person would be coming from with how animal crossing is over you know overhyped and overrated when it first came out uh, obviously everyone was super excited we hadn't seen animal crossing in years and it was amazing to have it back on the newest nintendo console on on a home console not even on a handheld which was mm-hmm. which has been even even longer since that has happened. So obviously took the uh, the gaming community by storm. It was you know the the combination of the visuals and the just the just the style and you know overall atmosphere of Animal Crossing I feel really drew everybody in. Yeah. And, uh, initially pre- kind of protected it from major criticism. Yeah. Uh, but you know as the months or as the weeks and months kind of went on people started to you know it's that charm i think started to wear off just a tad on people and uh, they kind of were looking more uh how do i want to say this they were scrutinizing the game a little more uh, yeah. in depth. they were paying attention to the little details and the little things that were you know not up to snuff i guess or at least in certain people's minds like the ui as far as design, like phys- like physical aesthetic purposes go, people have praised it. You know, it's it's very simplistic. The text box itself like flows around like the like the ocean waves. You know, it's the little details that I think people are starting or uh, have been praising for a while. But the actual practicality of the user interface, uh, especially. I guess the main example would be how you go try to visit other people's islands. Oh is, my god! It's very, ma- more, it's very monotonous. It. Yeah, you have to go through so many menus just to get to where you're going. You have to go through so many loading screens. The 
people on the island that you're trying to visit all have to not be doing anything. Like, they have to stop everything that they're doing, close every menu. Even if they're in their inventory, they need to get out of it in order to let you join. Where if you're If you're doing that with a lot of people and you're not all necessarily in direct communication with each other, that is incredibly tedious and yeah and difficult to work around and i've been in the kind of meta uh economy of uh animal crossing for a little bit seeing how people did trade it's funny the uh, duplication glitch at that was found out at the beginning of the animal cross at the beginning of release inflated the economy with bells so much that bells are now worthless (laughs) It's all it's all about the nook miles now. But anyway, me personally, uh, th- these issues don't bother me a whole lot, mostly because I don't take advantage of them as much as other people do, I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, especially now because I'm playing it less and less, now that I'm kind of at the point where I got my town to be how I want it, and I'm just waiting for events to come back and keep up to date on all my stuff. Uh I can definitely see where it would be, you know, overhyped, overrated, considering the amount of content that was actually out at release. Yeah. Because, you know, time travelers, people who mess with the clock and don't play by the, you know, normal flow of time uh, that the game progresses on, get to the end of the game very quickly. They get to where they progress and they can see overall how little content there is if waiting wasn't so much a part of the game system you know Mm, yeah for sure i mean it's just with you can say this with every game but like this game really it's really hard to stay connected with it because yeah like you are rewarded for coming back day by day and doing things but there are some people who just like just grind games like grind different types of styles and you know maybe like patient day by day like what was this game considered like a platformer platformer Uh, game a platformer oh no no that's the wrong no that's the wrong wrong what i was okay my bad that was the wrong one i was looking for i was looking for i think it's called a social simulation yeah okay yeah i don't know why i said platform it was just it was the first like game genre i had when i thought i was like what the hell but yeah it's it's just a different type of game. It's not a game you can breeze right through unless you time skip. And if you do time skip, you take away its charm. But if you don't take away its charm, you can be really patient. It's kind of a give and take. It's I tough mean, to keep me, people intact with it. Yeah, for me, personally, the long-term investment of it is definitely fine by me, considering how I've described in the past how I kind of rate my enjoyment of games based on how long I'm able to play them. Yeah. Uh, you know, for you know long amounts of time. We talked about... You know, the if you have a dollar for every hour you play of the game, that's kind of how I feel a game would be worth it. Because mm-hmm. I, enj- I enjoy longevity in my games. Uh, yep. And the games I choose to put my time towards, since I feel like that's the most efficient way. That way you're not constantly spending money on new games after you finish one. You know, things like that. I've explained that in a previous episode. But uh, I'm starting to kind of lean towards the maybe a little overrated but yeah you know i mean like you're done like you haven't played this game in for in, in a while months so i don't even know, have i my, feel I'm like, like close to what i want but then again i'm like i don't even really care at this point 
Like I get on, I find my fossils, I find my money rock, I shake my trees, I water my flowers, and then I'm and then I leave. Like I have nothing else to do. I just got a new villager today, actually, because one of my previous villagers moved out. Uh, so that's you know that's the rare exciting thing that happens. And also, you know, I'm also in constant communication with the people on my Pokemon Discord who a lot of them have Animal Crossing, so we always compare turnip prices and talk about, you know, what's yeah. going on. So I, that's a unique situation for me that allows me to, I feel, be more engaged with the game. Uh, but I know that that's not the case with everybody, especially those who play mostly single player or solo. So yeah. I can definitely... Uh, I think I'm starting to relate to that point of view uh, more and more. So. All right. So good, next good one talk. I have here. Yep. Uh, this one was awesome. A lot, a lot of these were on the old episode 39. So we've already talked about them in depth, I guess. But you'll never hear that, unfortunately. So. Yeah. Call of Duty Ghost is unnecessarily hated on. Everything about the game is phenomenal. That's just not correct. Yeah, we talked about this. Especially, like, we talked about every, specifically in the story mode. Actually, we'll lay some groundwork for a second. Call of Duty Ghosts, if I remember correct, the marketing of, of Ghosts was very weird. It was mostly focused on the graphics and, you know, the performance of the game, which yep. I feel like an unnecessary amount of focus is put onto those aspects of games. Mm-hmm. I feel like not many people actually care about that. No, 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 nobody... Like they were, like, like, oh, look at these realistic fish and this dog graphic. No, can I kill the other guy without having to jump through obstacle after obstacle? That's what they care about with Call of Duty. I mean, I feel like the get with the gameplay, I don't think it was that bad. I I expressed in the previous version of episode 39 that you'll never get to see that I like the environmental kill aspect that they added in this game. Yeah. Where you could, you know certain things about the map you could influence to you know change it, the maps are more dynamic in ghosts they could be changed and for instance there's this gas station that could be blown up and the big structure above the gas pumps could fall over and you could kill a player with it if you timed it correctly uh if you ever watched the old vanos gaming clips when he used to do uh kill cam videos on call of duty games i think ghost was like the last game that he really did uh, that on because mm-hmm. then he's kind of transitioned over to zombies sorry i'm getting nostalgic but you know he would those would be the kill cams like they try to get environmental kill cams for final kill cam and i thought that was really cool uh aspect of the game to kind of make the maps more interesting now a lot of the maps were not good like stonehaven was just a huge medieval castle looking thing and it was big and confusing and dumb but uh, I don't know. I, I I tend to agree that ghosts gets a lot of hate when there are a lot of positive aspects about the game. But I don't feel like the hate is necessarily unwarranted, like super unwarranted. Like I, I can definitely get where people are coming from. It's definitely not a good Call of Duty game. Like it's like the story is weird. I know that's not saying Can't... much for a Call of Duty game, but some Call of Duty games have very in my opinion, very good and iconic stories this one uh, behind them. This one, the main bad guy is a dude named Rourke. He's like a former ghost. You and your brother, I think he kills your dad, and then you and your brother, like, 
are trying to stop him from bombarding the Earth with this orbital strike missile system. Yeah, and then you win until you don't win. Yeah, the ending is super scuffed. Like you, you're on this, ma- you're on this like mag train, and you fight your way Basically, through. Basically, you shoot him in the chest. Arc. You shoot him in the chest with a with a with a full blown like an actual gun, just blow like him right a, in the you chest. You have like a revolver. Yeah, your, bro- like your brother's gun- holding him down. He's like, shoot him, and you yeah, pick up the you- gun, you shoot him in the chest. It definitely goes through him because it hits your brother who's holding him as well. Yeah, the train then plummets into the ocean. You save your brother, but Rourke goes down with the train. You two, barely alive, drag each other onto the beach. And watch the fireworks go off as the military, I guess, comes in to clean up everything else. And then you watch the credits roll. And then Rourke, miraculously alive and able to walk, which is something that neither of the main characters are able to do, drags your ass away and tortures you in the jungle. And then it fades to black. Setting up a ghost, too, which will never come. Which, Which probably will never come, considering ghosts came out... Years uh, and years ago. I don't remember. 2014, maybe? Hang on. You looking it hang up? On. Hang on. 2013. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so not good. That's not good. does yearly day. releases. Probably not take. looking at them. So, no, it's no, a bad take. It's a bad yeah. take. Yeah. It's a bad take. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, last one we can just gloss over quickly because neither of us have really played a Star Wars game like in depth outside of a few. Fallen Order is the best Star Wars campaign ever. I think we agreed because you have played Fallen Order a little bit, and yeah. you you were in agreement that you think it was the best one that you've played. But there are other games like what was it called? Outcast. Of, Outcast. There's Knights there's of the Old Republic. Knights of the Jedi, Old Republic. Jedi Academy. Jedi Outcast. Battlefront yeah. Two could be in the running. I think. There's a there lot of games that I have the play, played. The, the PlayStation 2 Battlefront 2. We're not talking about the new one. Yeah, we're not talking about the new one. Uh, the the original Battlefront 2. Yeah, so I don't have much to say about that because I, I wasn't I wasn't a big Star Wars guy. Neither of us, I think, really. Have. Yeah. Star Wars is like a video game in just like a really long time. I, I mean, this one was changed the course, I think. It was a good next-gen I mean, game, but outside of that, there wasn't a ton of good ones. Battlefront 2 started bad, like really bad, and it's... Like, that game single-handedly started the whole loot box scrutiny that went on for a while in the gaming community. Yeah. But since then, developers actually really overhauled it and made it really fun. But now, the last update for the game either came out or is coming out. So, that'll be the end for that. But, okay, yeah. So. All right, who, what do you want? All right, so I so we have we each have a hot take, I think. Uh, do you want to go do, first? You want me to go first? Uh, okay, I think you should go, go first. first. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily a video game hot take, but it's like a franchise hot take. Okay. I'm of the belief that Sakurai should leave Smash Brothers like immediately, as soon as he can. Oh yeah. I think I think his genius is needed elsewhere in many other franchises. I think you correct me if I'm wrong. I think he has influence in the Kirby franchise. He created Kirby. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought so. I didn't know. Does he have an influence in the Kid Icarus franchise too? He does. He he directed uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, which is the first okay, new yeah, Kid Icarus need, game in a while. We need first of all, Kid Icarus needs to come to the Switch. That's a that's also yeah. that's a main reason why I'm saying this. Yeah. We need Kid Icarus on the Switch. Um, Kirby Star Allies was a good start 
for it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Not very long, but not many Kirby games are. We need we need another good Kirby game. And I just think that his genius is clearly been shown through Smash Bros. How like how amazing he is at his job and like creating and directing and thinking all this stuff out. He's needed in other franchises, like even franchises you wouldn't necessarily think. Like just get his thoughts on like Zelda games or like Mario games. Just get his thoughts in there. He's clearly earned his wings when it comes to nintendo and like he's earned everyone's respect and i think that he just needs to be involved in more mm-hmm. th- and other franchises like maybe he can help out with a metroid or maybe he can like help out with a star fox maybe he can like make a good kickers game for the switch or a new, or another good kirby game smash brothers will be fine without him they've had they if he had he i'm, I'm sure he's like groomed a successor hopefully and that that's i coming. think in my opinion that they just need to leave Smash Brothers. Like Nintendo as a whole needs to just leave Smash Brothers where it is right now. Once once that final DLC character drops, leave it alone for like this a year. Port if you're making like hell, go through another console generation. Just port Ultimate. Just yeah, port literally. it. Maybe if you want, add a new character here or there. But just just tinker port- with. Just tinker with the online, game. maybe. Yeah, tinker with the online. Oh, definitely sure. tinker with the online. Absolutely. Yeah, that and, definitely needs to happen. And then port it over. It doesn't. They, we do not need another Smash game for like, dare I say, like six years. <laughs> I, I just don't know how they could follow. Ulti- like it's called Ultimate. How can they follow that up? They're gonna, gonna need to sit on that. They're gonna need to sit on that. I think for a while once this game comes yeah. out. And also give Sakurai a break. Like, no, this coronavirus has been a blessing for him. Obviously, it's not just... A lot of people act like it's just Sakurai making this game happen when there's, in fact, you know, an entire team of hardworking team. individuals. He's just the creative director. He Shout kind of makes... That. He makes sure that, you know, creative ideas are pumped into each and every character. And, you know, he. I think he's the one who kind of makes out how the movesets of the final version of the character is going to look. You know, he's kind of like... Uh, the supervisor, I'd say, yeah, uh, is what I could equate him to. But think, still, the man, the man is incredibly. I think he, wants to, do, I think he, wa- he wants to do other things. Like I think he wants to do other things. Like I think that hot takes like actually gonna happen. I think he's gonna leave Smash Brothers after Ultimate. I think he needs to, like for his own sake. Yeah, he needs to be in other things. All right, what's your hot? Also, take? ironically, if you watch a game theory, uh, from the YouTube channel Game Theory. On he he's done a few on the Smash Bros trilogy. He kind of alludes to this and says that it's they're like kind of hidden messages that kind of relate to that in the the story of Smash Bros. Uh, you know, because the story of the Smash Bros is pretty vague, but he I, he kind of uses these theories as a way to kind of bring that to the forefront. The fact that you know Sakurai is kind of might be tired of working on this franchise and you know needs to kind of step away from it yeah it's like it's like it's it's no different than like an actor wanting to pursue something else it's no different than rdj or like, chris evans leaving the mcu it's no different yeah like harrison ford like he yeah, wanted leaving to, as han solo he wanted to die in episode six but he didn't they wouldn't let him <laughs> they, they wouldn't let him so in the sequel trilogy he finally got his wish they and, killed him right away and they killed him right away so all right but yeah, that's my take. Sakurai needs to leave Smash Brothers, whether he resigns or. I think I think, I think it'll be it'll be a peaceful parting, I would imagine. So. I think that's a good he, take. We need we need his genius in other areas. I wouldn't even be surprised if he took a break from gaming as a whole. I wouldn't but, mind it, but. 
He definitely he definitely needs it. Yeah, for uh, sure. That All entire right. team probably needs it. They've they've gone through the ringer. What do we got here for you? Uh, shit. You know, I you, you didn't write it down or anything? Not really. Um I was I gonna to talk about I need, I need to get you one of these journals I have. Well, I, I have a journal that I can use actually, but I I don't know. For some reason I just couldn't think of a incredibly hot take that I had oh, besides the that one, one that one took me a bit. Besides the one that, you know, I talked about Sonic and the Black Knight, in my opinion, being a good game. And I also talked about uh, how I think Skylanders is a good game. Uh, at least the first two. Uh, but that's mostly on personal experience, so. All right, well, do you just want to leave it at that there? Do you want well, to I, I have a hot take from someone All else. All right. Uh, oh, which... oh, yeah, that's right. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, yeah, go ahead, read it. Yeah, it was the uh, the oh, one where the Mario yeah. Galaxy games never, oh. never really impressed this person and that he thinks they are not good games. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're awful. That's why they're getting remasters. Yeah, that's why <laughs> That's why they want... sold, like, literally millions upon millions of copies. Yeah, Nintendo sat at a board meeting and was like, we need to remaster a shitty game. Which one should we do? Someone said Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Everyone's just like, yes. I guess my maybe my hot take on that. I remember talking about this in the previous episode thirty nine take. God uh, awful. Where I I think Galaxy One is better than Galaxy Two. I don't think that's that hot. I think that's either or, like vice hot. versa, is not that hot. No. Yeah, but I I, I'm I, I guess I don't really have a strong like strong opinions on games. I just kind of play games. So then, then we'll have a, then we'll have soundtracks. Do you have strong opinions on soundtracks? A little bit, yeah. All right, let's get anyway. But uh, yeah, Super Mario Galaxy is a bad game. That's a bad take. Moving on. Yeah, awful take. Doesn't even deserve elaboration. Doesn't even, doesn't even deserve elaboration. And also, we're right. short on time. Oh, uh, we can uh, listen. We're not gonna cut this short. We're not gonna cut the beat short. So like we're not gonna cut the beat off when we're just getting started with video right, game pe- soundtracks, baby. Yeah, people, get your get your dancing shoes on. We're gonna read off some piece. Of, we're gonna talk about our favorite soundtracks and other people's favorite soundtracks. We're gonna read off some first. I'm gonna read off one that I believe that you put up a poll. I put up a poll. I'm assuming you got this one. Uh, you should you should just do yours because I lost this. I lost the responses fantastic because i right, look I'm, I'm falling apart this episode i severely i'm sure apologize. i'm sure you got i'm sure i'm sure you got this response uh we sports oh my god of course it's so iconic very very iconic like it's uh, it's music cues are being used in memes to this day I, I, yeah, I'm sure everyone's seen videos out there and like they have their like they have their eyes closed and they hear a song and literally every if you took 95% of the people that live on planet Earth and played the Wii Sports song they and just told them to listen to it and what song it was they would have it in 10 seconds. There's so many videos on YouTube. It's just the me theme, but you know played in different ways or it's just mm-hmm. really scuffed and cursed. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's very it's a very simplistic. Uh, you know, soundtrack, of course. There's nothing particularly, like... There's not a huge overarching theme between the different tracks, I don't think. But somehow they oh. fit just so perfectly in the style of Wii Sports. Yeah, that they do. You just, it just can't help but be just a legendary. 
No, you so. can't help but you can't help but sing along. Dun, you can't help but yeah, you can't help but do that. So that's a that's great pick. Forever in heart, the hearts everyone, and minds ev- of gamers yes, everywhere. Everywhere. So another popular one I got was the Minecraft background music. Again, another just iconic. Yeah, again, iconic. Iconic, legendary, will live on probably forever. Uh, yeah, easily. Again, used so. used in memes the world over. Uh huh, hundred percent. Calman, it's somehow both completely meme worthy, but also really sad and nostalgic at some points. Just reminds, for me personally, it, it just reminds me of simpler times, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it, it kind of has that. Abs- it ha- kind of has that reflective atmosphere about it, I think, and I think a lot it of definitely people. Does. Uh, who played Minecraft when it first uh, rose to prominence can relate to that. So, of course, Minecraft uh, background music deserves an A+. Another Minecraft one, the Cat Disc. Oh, Cat Disc is probably the best. It was probably the king of music discs before Pigstep came out. Mm-hmm. Because Pigstep yeah, right. is... Yep. It's just on an entirely different level. Like it, it's in, like It's like an actual song. Like, it's really good. But... I think Cat deserves at least a second place. And then the lot, and one, the one I have for this poll, then move over to Instagram. The Last of Us theme song. Oh my God! Talk about a. T- Tyler has no idea what that is, but okay. it is. They put they also put like the sad puppy dog eyes. It's The Last of Us is an emotional game, very emotional game. So I assume that yeah, the music obviously probably has something to do with that. It just captures the essence of the theme of that game and. That's right. probably why it's prompted up as one of the best games ever. And right. I, probably rightfully so. I've never played it. Uh, you never played it. But everything I've heard about that game is that it's just amazing. And it's getting a sequel, I think. Or Yeah, it's getting uh, a sequel. It's getting a sequel, but people aren't happy about that. But maybe we'll no. talk about that one day if people are. Yeah. Oh, they're not happy about Here's a game that you played. What's up? The Destiny, the Destiny 1 soundtrack. Destiny definitely has some good some good tracks. Say what you will about the game as a whole, because it's it's been very controversial throughout the years that it's been in the gaming landscape. But it has some really epic and just grandiose music behind it. And like I said many times before on this podcast, I think a good soundtrack elevates a game far easily. more than, than oh many my god, easily will give some games credit for i'll probably get into that when we go into our favorite soundtracks of all time but destiny definitely has a really good ambient uh feel in certain locations while also being you know epic in times of triumph and also just very uh, energetic as well with you know with all its difficult uh raids and such like the the destiny 2 i believe it's called like the riven Riven's theme uh he's like a, a raid boss it's like this giant wish dragon uh that uh, that music was actually used in the D campaign that i uh yeah. was a part of in college uh a lot of the um the themes of that mini campaign were destiny themed like a lot of the enemies were straight up ripped from destiny uh with some D flair added added on to it but he played Riven's theme for the final boss of that campaign and I was like, oh, like I knew instantly. It was super cool. So that'll always have a special place in my heart. All right. 
Next one, um, FIFA always is the best music in all their games. Now, I will say, compared to other, the other sporting games, FIFA is easily the best one that has the best music. Like, 2K has games where the soundtrack's good. MLB, I don't know anything about the show, but I hear the soundtrack's not good. And Mad, Madden's is just awful. Like, it's so bad. It's getting worse <laughs> and worse. Every, they're finding a way to ruin it more and more every year. And my brother, as a joke, put Madden 20. And, oh, my God, it is oh, – it's ear-screeching. It's ear so <laughs> – but yeah, FIFA. I agree. I have played FIFA, although I don't have. I've never had my own copy. I have played it, and I'm like, oh, I can get to this song. It's it's catchy. So yeah. And then last one I have from the fan here. Is, oh, do you want to say something? No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Halo Three theme. I mean, all of the Halo soundtracks is again pretty legendary. Very. I believe it's more. It's more ambient. Like there are some standout tracks for sure, especially uh, like the ones that play in the cuts in like some certain cutscenes, uh, like when Chief gave the Covenant back their bomb, or mm-hmm. you know certain like very like battle scenes like that. I haven't played Halo very much personally, but you know I've heard you know certain bits of the soundtrack through various you know online means so yep i can definitely see why it's uh very beloved and someday i might have to experience it in full for myself but i can definitely see where those people are coming from all right so i actually have a few soundtracks and i think we might correlate with some i have two in particular so go ahead i have i guess i have three I mean, this just this is probably one of the more bigger reasons that this game is my favorite game on the Switch. Okay. Yeah. Fire Emblem Three Houses has an amazing soundtrack. Did you just say it's your favorite game on the Switch? Favorite, not the best game on the Switch. You keep telling me to tell of, you. I've I've definitively said Breath of the Wild is the best game on the Switch, but Fire Emblem Three Houses I have the most fun with. All right, I mean, look, you won't get any uh, <laughs> any rejection from me here. Uh, Fire Emblem's soundtrack is pristine, like it's so yeah, good. Yeah, I will admit there is if you've played the game, there is a dip a little bit. So the battle theme is Foldland Winds, like the first couple chapters. That song, that's a great battle theme. Yeah, and then it's blue skies in a battle, which is Grounder Field, the mock, the mock practice battle. That's another, that's a great song. And yeah. then it dips a little bit. I, I don't really, know, I don't even know what the tracks are. And then it gets to the roar of Dominion. They're like, oh my god, I'm back. And then it's chasing, and then it's chasing Daybreak. And then you get to Between Heaven and Earth. And then you get to the final battle music. And then you get to the final battle music, which for all like four routes is is amazing. It's, it's amazing. Like it's so. What's good. better? What's better? Apex of the World or God Shattering Star? I think I gotta give it to Apex of the World. I, I think it's close, but I think I do too. Cause it's weird. Uh, Golden Deer. I think encapsulates the main story and feel of Fire Emblem Three Houses as a whole, but its ending theme just comes out of complete left field and is super <laughs> yeah. shocking. Whereas Blue Lions is a more personal story. It's built up and built up and built up and built. Up. Yeah. But but the ending, like the ending battle theme, Apex of the World, you know, it has some light motifs of the main, of like uh, Edge of Dawn. In yeah. It. 
and hearing oh, yeah, that you, and you, it, you can yeah i played it over my head like you can literally sing edge of dawn like certain verses like verse yeah. of is hearing it's pretty much edge of it's a very epic orchestral version of edge of dawn oh, yeah and it it's gets great I'm pretty sure that the music is the only is the only reason that I kept going in that final battle the first time around because fuck I had such a hard time with that battle. Edge of Dawn's another fucking. I mean, Edge of Dawn is just the an- a, the Emily shoutouts. Emily shout out to her. For, I like her remake better than the actual song. Yeah, Amelie is is very I good. Just, I, I follow yeah. I follow her on you know I I'm subscribed to her on YouTube. I have a lot of her songs. She. He does Lost song. in Thoughts all it's, alone too. That one's yeah. really good too. Really. What, what what three houses song should I pump in here for to play in the background? Which one do you want to do? Got to do Apex of the We got to show okay. them why. Got to show them why. Okay, it's the best. A- okay. So you've you've already heard it. Apex is currently playing right now. Now it's in a, now it's in a fade out. <laughs> and now we're moving on. So and now, we're, and now we're back. All right. Do you want do you want me to go or do you want to pick one now? Uh, I want to. I'll do one. So. I guess I kind of foreshadowed this with the mentioning of Sonic and the Black Knight. Uh oh. <laughs> so Sonic games, I feel like this was also in the preview. We never talked about, I think, Sonic yeah. uh, before we episode talk- thirty-nine extensively. Talked- anyway. Yeah, we talked about the Sonic sequel, or no, Sega's doing something for the Sonic. Oh sequel. yeah, we uh, never mind. We did talk about that. But yeah, Sonic games, their quality has been very up and down. But something, one specific aspect that has been consistently up is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Sonic soundtracks are always complete bangers, and it's they're so good. Like the yeah. especially like the main themes of the games. Like even Sonic Forces has a pretty lacking soundtrack, but the main the main theme of that game is kind of cheesy because a lot of there are a lot of it's a vocal track. Uh, but it's still like super catchy and you know uh, chest pumping. Mm-hmm. But you know Sonic always had has always had that like kind of sort of rock, uh, energetic music to it. Uh, Sonic Colors was uh, what was that main theme? I'm forgetting already. Uh, it was Reach for the Stars. That was for Sonic Colors. Endless Possibility was for Sonic Unleashed. His world was for Sonic 06, a horrendous game, but an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Live and Learn was for Live and Learn was for Sonic Adventures. Night of the Wind was for uh, Black Forces. Sonic and the Black Knight. Oh, Black Knight, excuse me. Sonic Heroes was for Sonic Heroes, which is again another cheesy one, but again it's just super iconic and catchy. Fist Bump was for Forces, Forces. Yeah. and then I Am All of Me. Even that one is from Shadow the Hedgehog, another very divisive and pretty not good game, but like it's soundtrack, kind of like a the soundtrack. It, the soundtrack you, is just really you can, good in song. You can nod your head to it and like get into it. It, it can keep like that's what yes, it what, can keep you playing. Music. You know, that, exactly. That's what music has. The effect, I don't think people realize this, like the effect that music has on the video game. Like, if you can nod your head to it and, like, follow the beat and, like, get into it, you will play the game longer no matter how bad it is. That kind of, That's why my, you know, my uh, dream video game pitch, which you guys should, def- should definitely go check out, previous episode. Yes, you should. Uh, that's why I was so focused Involves on getting... music. Uh, ...on, like, involving music in it, because I, I realized, like, that is a big reason of why I play... Of probably why I enjoy certain games so much. Mm-hmm. 
like for Sonic Colors, I would con like I, that game's just good overall in my opinion. That was probably one of the last good Sonic games. Uh, I think the last definitely good Sonic game was Generations in my opinion. But Colors' final boss again has a final track that references the main theme in its composition. It's I think it's called a light motif where you reference certain uh, certain melodies or patterns within like all throughout the game but in the final theme which is an epic orchestral version of uh, at least in the second phase of the boss of uh reach for the stars and it just makes you feel so cool you know just having yeah. that in the background as you're kicking eggman's ass just makes <laughs> for the hundredth so time for the hundredth time but yeah so Sonic soundtracks is definitely one I wanted to highlight as something that will uh, always kind of uh, stay with me as a constant good in Sonic games, no matter how. And uh, and of course, you also have the classic games, which also had really good soundtracks, despite being you know relatively old at this point. And even uh, Sonic Mania uh, kind of went, you know, it went back to the 2D style of Sonic, but it still had a really good soundtrack. Uh, Studiopolis is just such a catchy tune uh, and it's been used in a lot of uh, YouTube videos so that's kind of how uh, it's gotten stuck into my head as as of recently as well so yeah sonic yeah. soundtracks that's why that's why I love them all right um, I'll I have two more okay um, I, I'm not sure if your last one will correlate with mine but we'll find out it's it's quite the Mario the Mario Galaxy and Mario Kart Wii soundtracks. I think Mario Kart, I think Mario Galaxy, like Mario Galaxy 2, like I can just hear it in my head and it's just like the first level when you first land. I was about down. to say Mario when you first set your his little, his little dismount, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah songs. Mario Galaxy is, is just so wondrous and grandiose. Yeah. Just really giving you, it really complements the scale of the game. Like you're, you're literally traveling from galaxy to galaxy. That Each one has, still has, yeah. That game has a Breath of the Wild lacks. Breath of the Wild lacks that adventurous music. There's yeah, no it's real, very there's cool. no real good there's no real soundtrack in Breath of the Wild. Like you have the best song in Breath of the Wild is the trailer <laughs> song. That is correct. That's why that is a fact. <laughs> that is yes. a fat fact. That is a fact. Like even like there are Breath of the Wild soundtracks in, in Ultimate. I don't know why I blanked there, but you cannot you. I can't hear them. It doesn't kick in for like 20 seconds. Like now, that's like, so yeah, that's that was the missing some, part in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. There are some standouts in Breath of the Wild for sure, specifically boss themes because you kind of have to have them energetic and memorable. Yep. Like the Mulduga theme is mint. Uh, yeah, like even some then, of the like, Ganon fights are mint. Yeah, uh, the Divine Beast. I like the Divine. I like the Divine Beast songs, like the dungeon themes. Those oh, are oh yeah, good. the dungeon themes. They're pretty eerie. They're very good. But yeah, Mario yeah. Galaxy super just good yeah literally out of this world themes so good literally and then mario, mario kart, kart we, i have like the uh, there's all dude the, i'm talking DJ about the new tracks Summit? yeah yeah the new tracks not the old ones like daisy circuit is a great theme um wasn't i don't it's Coconut, toad's factory not new yeah no 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 it is the, all the ones you need were new coconut mall dk summit good ones toad's factory is my favorite that's a banger rainbow um, road Rainbow Road, Mushroom Gorge is really good. Oh, Mushroom Gorge is 
So Maple Freeway, Koopa Kate. There's so many iconic songs that come out of those that comes out of that game. Yeah, that's true. I never even realized it. Yeah, Koopa Kate was really good too. Grumble Volcano, like that's iconic. That's catchy. Even though I don't like the map very much, I do like yeah. the music. We have what else? There's Moonview Highway. That's another one. That's a different one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Dry, just a lot. Dry of Desert was new, right? I think so. Yeah. There's a lot of tracks in there that you can just get behind and you know, like I Which, just, again, it keeps you in. Yeah, I feel like it's more important with Mario Kart because you need to have that atmosphere, you know, to keep on, you know, racing, you know, to keep because it is. Yes. I feel like that amplifies the enjoyment and also amplifies the time that you stay on the game just to listen to the soundtracks as you're racing even if it's subconsciously i feel like um it's a definite uh benefit to the players who are racing on these very nice tracks and what is your final one my last one i feel like we have to talk about pokemon right that's also yeah I, i i knew it so Pokemon what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it. What do you want to Let, talk about? Let's talk about let's talk about all of them because a lot of the regions are very different in terms of their musical style. Uh, for instance, Gen Four is a lot quieter than a lot of other generations. I feel while uh, Gen Five is Gen Five is kind of a mix. It has a lot That's of different my, things. Gen Five is my favorite. Gen Five is my favorite as well. Soundtrack. Uh, Gen, Gen Three has a lot of has a lot of horns kind of sprinkled throughout all of its tracks, yeah. and uh, you know, obviously every Pokemon game has a lot of variety uh, because of just the variety of locations that you explore in every single region. But, you good? Yeah, so, I'm good. Yeah, but personally, Gen Five is probably my favorite. I'm probably biased because it's based off America. But, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that on YouTube you're seeing all these videos, just various title differences of Gen 5 music slaps. Gen 5 music didn't have to go this hard. And they're like 30-second clips of a bunch of random videos with Gen 5 music in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, the Elite Four theme is probably the best Elite Four theme in the series. For oh, for Gen 5? Unova, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so God, I can hear it in my head. Like, no, well, well, Gen 5, we'll talk about Black and White, too, as well as Black and White. So, my fav- my two favorite Pokemon songs are... Oh, Have about- you heard of... So, in Ends... Is it, no, Ends it's Goodbye? Nothing. Ends Goodbye is a good one. That's not what it's not it, though. Oh, okay. So... Ends Battle Team. This... No, Guesses Battle Team's good, Ends Battle Team's good. Um... We, we, we literally played this as the outro last episode. Iris's battle theme, I think, uh, is the yeah. best champ. I think that's the best champion theme. Like, that and Cynthia are, like, neck and neck for me. But I'm, I'm going yeah, to have to give it to okay. Iris. So, Iris is good, yeah. But my favorite song in any Pokemon game, I don't know, you've watched the Generations episode. I don't know if you caught it. It's a very quiet tune, Unwavering Emotions. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. Black and White is my favorite. That captures the essence of that story so So well. well. So well, like it is a sad like from I think I think they're talking about N or yeah I like think the, it's one, I think yeah. you're in N's castle talking to N yeah I don't here, think I, it's N's I had to have it right here black and white was the first okay yeah they use real NPCs <sighs> Hang on. all right the questioning the outpouring unwavering motion plays during a row pivotal moment 
not only in the Black and White games, but in the entire series. Your friend and rival Bianca are enjoying her Pokemon journey and making friends along the way. However, she's confronted by her father and we barely oh, witnessed. Oh, never mind. Uh, yeah, this That's is it. That's right. This is it. That's, That's way earlier in the game. Oh, God. Yeah, so they, she tries to persuade, or the dad tries to persuade Bianca to come home in that place. So not you. Not only with this team, but you can capture it with N, you can capture it with the main character, you can capture it with Sharon, you can capture it with every like character that has a pivotal moment in that game. It's just like, it's a long journey, it's a tough journey, and that, that song just captured it so well, it's probably playing right now. You're probably shedding a tear listening to it, it's that good. <laughs> so, and if you... And if you have not seen the Generations episode, go watch Pokemon Generations episode 15, The Return of the know, King. The Unova episodes of Pokemon Generations are the best that Generations Easily. Has and when Zekrom comes back and fights against the, the fused Kyurem and Reziram, that song plays. And, oh my god, it hits me every time. It's, uh, it, it, it's it, so it definitely brings something up from, from the depths of your soul. Something very underrated in Pokemon games you never hear about the credits as much as i think you should or not the crest the music yeah like there's a there's a top 20 list um unova has like six songs in this top 20 you know i feel like uh gen 8 has some really iconic tunes to it like no matter yeah no your sword and shield no matter your opinions on it oh no definitely it's got some it's got some like of course the new gym leader theme is a bob Ooh. like it's Yo, it that's is, playing that's playing right now We're that's playing right now yeah that's the a gym. Oh my God, that's, it, you know what i liked about that do they do do they keep the same gym theme for all gym leaders <laughs> like in uh, all games in all games do they keep the same theme for every gym leader i think they do yeah, but yeah so yeah point retracted but <laughs> that's easily yeah that's easily the favorite that one if, if if you didn't like Sword and Shield, you played it because the soundtrack kept you in it. Yeah, the soundtrack, it, like the rival battles, each rival has their own theme song. Hops is meh, Beads is awesome, and Marnie's is pretty good. Like I think Beads. Uh, as you can see, I kind of gravitate more towards the more like energetic, uh, and like really fast paced tracks because I don't know, I just really like listening to them. Beads is really good. Is definitely an example of that but a lot of people rag on leon's champion theme but i actually really i don't like it. i don't i don't hate it it's not a it's that it's definitely not of the iris or cynthia level but it's yeah, pretty of good. course like it leon's champion theme is a remix of the hall of fame theme which is new like no other this is kind of like new for a champion it's not exactly a, a wholly original theme but i for the moment that it is i actually really like it because your battle with Leon earlier got snuffed out because of Chairman Rose's bullshit plan or whatever. That his dastardly whatever's. Like, you know, this has been this has been built up. You know, you, you kind of meet the champion in every Pokemon game a little before like uh, earlier on in the main story. But you yeah, literally meet, you meet Leon before you get your starter. That's how long this battle has been being been built up to. Built up. And just hearing yeah. the song it's kind of like, it feels like it's a culmination of, you know, your, your journey as a whole. You know, it's yeah. it's upbeat. It's it has a good pace to it, but it's also like, you know, I feel like since you know people have been saying it's the Hall of Fame theme because he's the unbeatable champion. He's never been beaten yet. Uh, and he just beat his ass. But then he just you just crush him, even though he's actually a relatively challenging champion. 
Yeah, he's a he's a good champion. Yeah, he the level the level gap between the last person you fight and him is pretty big. But I usually I usually play that theme for my online battles. I don't know why it just makes them it just makes the battles more uh more intense. It it gives it a cool atmosphere, I think. Yeah. Um other than that, there aren't those are a few of the standout Gen 8 remixes. The Wild Area theme I actually think is really good. I remember you talked about how you really liked that in the trailers. Where it's like yep. the, you know, you have the, like the bagpipes playing in the background. Yeah, I, it, it fits the it fits the it fits the like English like the, theme very yeah, well. The vast uh the vast nature yeah. of it is really good. Um but I do want to shout out Pokemon Masters again because Masters has a lot of remixes of battle themes from the trainers that you're fighting. So for instance, uh, just recently, they had Ho- the Ho-Oh uh, legendary event, so they remixed Ho-Oh's theme to be more techno instead of like the traditional, Ooh. and they did it more a little more techno. Ooh, that's a so good. That's a it was good question. So good. What's yeah. Your favorite leg- what's your What's your favorite legendary theme? Is it Ho-Oh? Ho-Oh. Oh my God! Absolutely. We had this. Ep- we had this debate. Oh yeah, we did. We did have this debate. And then I you played. Now. You played Ho-Oh's theme, and you were versus Louis. Versus Louis is like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that one slaps. Oh, the Gen Five uh, legendary tracks though are really good. For like Zekrom and Reserram. I think the Zekrom, or no, I think it's Kyurem's. That one's good. Yeah. Dun, what, what, dun, did, dun, yeah. Did we did we talk about um our favorite like organization battle themes like the corrupt Ooh. organizations i'll always have a soft spot for the original uh team rocket one yeah i will too but, I, also, uh, I also think gen 5 is very good i know team plasma is really is a really good uh is easily es- the best corrupt, especially corrupt organization especially neo team plasma in the sequels yeah. i think theirs is a bit more uh fast-paced which is real which is obviously i like that a lot yep um Gen 6, Team Flare sucked, but the music wasn't too bad. Uh, who's Team Magma and Aqua, who's I don't really... Corrupt, who's the, is there even a corrupt organization in Sword and Shield? I mean, Team Yell, I guess. Oh, no, okay, I'm I, sorry I even asked. Or, I guess, Marcos Cosmos, the the uh, organization that Chairman Rose runs. Okay, I feel like we would be punished by karma if we did not talk about the red battle theme and lance battle theme that you you were literally playing before we started recording hang hang on oh wait (laughs) i don't don't have to edit it in ah shit never mind i accidentally closed the software fuck i do have to edit it (laughs) (laughs) shit i was actually doing really good in that battle too oh well i probably would have lost anyway so yeah the um, pokemon so many, I, I, so many what, what can you what can you say about red's theme that hasn't been said already that's true like, i mean it's, it's so it's good. the epitome of just a daunting epic battle theme it's so much it's the same exact theme but it just hits different when you battle red instead of lance yeah just when you the it's really quiet at first just uh-huh. a few notes playing at a time, and then you see his player model kind of come yeah. on the screen. Pokemon Trainer Red wants to battle, lifts up the hat, throws out Pikachu. You immediately earthquake him. He dies. Yeah, yeah he crazy. dies pretty pretty fast. Yeah, I'm just looking at this list here. I mean, yeah, Pokemon Black and White 
have five songs in here. The Guestus Battle is very good. Guestus Battle is is freaky. What's the Castelia City? That might be my favorite city too. Driftvale City. Oh, Driftvale is really. How did we good. not talk about Driftvale City? Yeah, there's the the ending credits. That's the one. We, that's why you're confused with um, unwavering emotions. Oh but, yeah. Yep, that's and then and literally there's a song called "Ends Farewell." So. Oh it's yeah, that's terrible. another. When he, when, yeah, the from the credits roll, he's flying on whatever legendary he has. That's pretty yeah. sick. It's, um, it's so good. I disagree with these two at five and four. Number five is Route One of the Red and Blue games, and number four is Pallet Town. I mean, I think that's just because of nostalgia. Yeah, and then three is Verdant Turf from Ruby and Sapphire. I don't remember that. Nope, you don't. And then number one here, I can't really pick out this theme in my head, but it's from my favorite gen. Um, it's the Route 209 theme from Pokemon Diamond Pearl and Platinum. Oh wait, is that the snow route? Route 209. No, that's Route 216. That's on this list too, though. I remember that. Sorry, I've been seeing a lot of Pokemon Route remixes on YouTube lately. Okay, I'm I guess the algorithm. I can't do this without Pokemon Route. Route 209. It's literally the second. Lo-fi remix. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, oh. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Great, great tune, great tune. It's a very relaxing tune, but it also kind of invokes the feeling, you know, to explore, I, I think, to know, you know? Yeah, for just, sure. Just to keep I on agree. walking through whatever you're doing. Yeah, that's a damn great tune. But, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mario Kart Galaxy, and Wii. And then Sonic, Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, we even some good ones that were the Wii Sports, like Minecraft. Every nostalgia everywhere when it comes to soundtracks, and hopefully we get some Xenoblade shaping out to be pretty good, pretty good soundtrack. I mean, Final Fan. Okay, I don't have Final Fantasy VII remake, obviously, because I don't have a PS4. But the remixed battle themes are absolutely worth listening to. They are sick. But, yeah, just yeah I mean, off, Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy came out, gave us a killer soundtrack. Hopefully, Breath of the Wild 2, 2. gives us a bit more to work to kind of like hold on to in terms of the soundtrack, I guess. I think yeah. that I think that the sort of toned down music element worked in Breath of the Wild. I think that it was probably it the right choice. It definitely works. Yeah, it definitely works because it's it's a it's an apocalyptic world. I mean, but, Breath of the Wild 2 is about to be that again. <laughs> Poor guys. Poor, poor guys can't get to break, but... Yeah, exactly. I mean, Paper Mario might even have a good soundtrack. Yeah, I was about to say Mario Odyssey. Like, how could, like... Oh, how could li- we forget li- Odyssey? There is there is literally there's literally a level dedicated to how amazing Jump Mario Jump Up Superstar. Is. And they, yeah, this Jump Up Superstar is so good. It makes you want to replay that Mario level so many times. Freaking New Donk City's theme. Yeah, Mario in general just has a ton of great freaking songs. I mean... He's Mr. Video Game. Of course he does. Mr. Video Game himself. His nickname is Smash Ultimate. His nickname. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. that's I, Man, I really should prepare more because you were much more prepared than I was. Listen, I'm telling you, bring a journal. Listen, I just bring this journal like to work. I bring it because you never know when like an idea for a talking point is going to write down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a good idea I, for all podcasters out there. I mean, just, we've had... I guess we've had these ideas for a long time, so I kind of let them stagnate in my head. Yeah, I just don't want to lose them. So that's literally, true. I'll, all right, so that is going to conclude 
episode 40. That's crap crazy to say. Episode 40 of the... Oh, my God. We're at episode 40. That's right. I, I did the math in my head. Since we do, like, one episode a week, like, right around one year, we're going to have episode 15. That's, like, kind of crazy, too. Oh, my so, God. That is insane. And, we... and we're, and we're going to have to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. That'll be, like, it's one-year reunion, too. So, I mean... Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're at 1.7K uh, total plays, which is... <laughs> Yeah, our plays have our plays have spiked up recently, and obviously we have you guys to thank for that. Yeah, so thank you very much. We'll take, yeah, so three three guys, two souls recently did an episode just dedicated to their fans. So I guess we'll do a short little thing here. I have had like with work and stuff recently, like Tyler and I, I we literally just talking about how we just have time to think about everything in the world. Like, and literally I've been thinking about it and like my biggest dream would be for this like podcast to take off because I literally, I literally love like writing in this journal about video game theories and whatever the hell else like comes to mind. And I just look forward to doing this. And we did two episodes this week and that was awesome. And we're going to go back to one a week because there's just not enough news right now to do two. Right. So, but yeah, just thank you to everyone who listens and tunes in shares the word retweets, no matter where you're from. Our United States listeners are going down, so what the hell? Step it up, America. <laughs> but at the at the same time, keep it up, you know, Britain, France, Sweden, well, our, all you guys. Our U.S. our U.S. percentage is going to go down the more that other people from around the world tune in. Good, keep tuning in. So so they're not necessarily going down. It's just that more people who aren't from America are tuning in, which is yeah, so. which is really cool. I I don't know about about you but that's one thing about no, that's starting very this podcast cool. that has always been super uh interesting to me i suppose yeah, you know it's definitely really cool and you know our average our average isn't as high as like you know some other podcasts but we don't care we just love the fact that we have an audience and we get to we get to ramble on about games and wherever the hell else we want to once a week so that's right thank you guys, yeah thank you guys for tuning in we hope you keep tuning in and i already said that concludes the episode so if you want to follow us if you want to follow us anywhere at on Twitter at SwitchUpPod, uh, YouTube, we are posting the shorts there. I haven't posted episode 39 as of right now, which is Tuesday at evening, but they will be up before this episode right. drops on Thursday. So follow, switch it up, chance, switch up podcast on YouTube. You'll find our logo. Click there, subscribe, stay tuned. Um, I, I said this on the last one. I'm thinking of getting into streaming, so I'll keep you guys updated on that. And myself personally, you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at Colby underscore Moyer. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Samsel or on Instagram at tsamsel11. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more of our uh, ugly mugs in the future because we ain't slowing down one bit. Pick an outro song. Uh, first one comes off the top of your head. For first one, first one that goes. Uh, uh, shit, it was Iris's theme. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck, I do Lance's theme. All right, fine. Here it is. So we will see you guys in the next one. See you, gamers.